Welcome to Code to Cloud. I'm Tim Chase, Global Field CISO at Lacework. And we have officially wrapped up season one of the podcast. So today we're looking back at some highlights from past guests. You'll hear from leaders at companies like Okta, Deloitte, and DeepWatch as they share insights on security as business enabler, leadership in cybersecurity, and what it takes to be successful in the modern security landscape. So stay tuned to hear insights from some of the world's top cybersecurity leaders. Cybersecurity has changed so much in years past, so we asked guests what it takes to lead cybersecurity function today. Here's Rohit Pachuri, SVP and CISO at Yext. Trust is everything, right? So, you know, what I see is like you, you're business first, trust second, and cyber third. That's the mantra I go with. And without that trust, like, you know, right after business, the trust has to come in. If without business, nothing exists, of course, but the trust is literally the next element that you have to focus on. And we spoke with Craig Rydell, who serves as field CISO at Netrix Corporation, specifically about identity. A modern identity practice really needs to look at truly reducing the risk to the business, not just managing the risk to the business. A heavy degree of automation, especially in the concepts of like movers, joiners, and levers so that you can prevent snowballing permissions. And then also needs to heavily look at third parties. But you don't need to have much to build an impactful security practice. Sebastian jean Quillet, Chief Security Officer at Upfest, says the key is starting early. You can do a great deal of work very early on with very little team and budget. But the foundations that you set, the earlier you can set the foundations, the more dividends they will pay off over time. Because, you know, the rework of trying to implement security later on, both from a cultural perspective, but also from a technological and control perspective, it just gets exponentially harder. When we spoke with the head of engineering at Launchstarter, Alberto Silviera, he said there's one mistake companies tend to make when it comes to security. There's this whole thing that organizations do that gives that sense of security, but it moves none to very little on the impact that it can cause. So I call like the security theater. The easiest way of actually think about is like when you go to the airports and there's like that whole show of like trying to make people feel safe. And I think there's like a, I wouldn't say dated or old, uh, I would say traditional security practices that gives that sensation that you are safe. So from traditional IT, traditional software, traditional practices, it's like, I, I, I bring that concept in my book, but I, I bring that like to my teams is like, is, is this really actually taking care of what we are trying to achieve? Or is this just us for checking another box and say that we are safe? So that's what I refer as the security theater. And I, I, I like that terminology just because it's a little fun as well, mm -hmm. but it's the theater. Like, can we actually talk about the things that will really make us more secure? And that's when the conversation starts. So what makes a truly effective security team? That's what we talked about with Sprinkler CISO, Gerald Bachelt. I can build the greatest walls, the thickest, the, the deepest kind of moats. It's like strong gates. I have, have a big locks on those gates. If nobody's on that, uh, protecting that kind of wall and knows what to do if an adversary is coming in, they just use a ladder and climb over it. And it's a kind of done deal, right? I feel it's exactly the same thing when it comes to security. It's mainly about people and processes first. And then we can see how we can use technology as a force multiplier, as something that enables certain things that we couldn't do otherwise. Security isn't an isolated part of the business. It's a business enabler. We talked about that with Julie Chiquillo, 
VP and head of cybersecurity at Guild. If you're not supporting the business, you're out of the business. And so I think just really having that mindset and understanding it's not just about you, there's a bigger business that you really have to pay attention to. And being involved in the business means being able to speak to the board, to convey the importance of security to the entire organization. Here's Amplitude's acting head of security, Terry O'Daniel. I think at the end of the day, risk quantification is not very sexy, I understand, but we tie ourselves in knots in security, you know, doing this sort of interpretive dance for the board of red, yellow, green, and here's what it means, and bibbidi boo. And businesses don't run on interpretive dance, they run on dollars. And until we can come to the table like grownups with the rest of the grownups running our function and saying, here's the risk in dollars, here's the investment in dollars, here's the risk mitigation we're going to realize in dollars, that's, that's the key, right? We have to be able to talk the language of business to be successful as and be taken seriously as business partners. Mark Settle, the former CIO of Octum, says ultimately your success as a cybersecurity team depends on you understanding the business. You really want to have an impact over time and really start realizing that your, your market equity, not your brand equity, but like what you bring to that next job over time, less and less about what you know about blockchain or large language models and more and more and more. If you understand, like, how do we really make money here? Right. And like, where are the high leverage points for us to succeed? There are times where the business really has to lean on security and it becomes clear how important it truly is to the rest of the organization. Like when the pandemic started. That's something Deepwatch CTO Wes Mullins brought up in our conversation. Security shouldn't just be considered a call center. And most CISOs that are doing, doing it well these days, like it's not considered a call center. It's considered a business enabler, you know? And just imagine the organizations where, you know, the networking team didn't have a good relationship with the cyber team during COVID when the entire company had to go remote. You know, like there are situations that will continue to happen where, you know, security is going to be your enabler to go as fast as you can go because they're going to let you know the, the minimum level of acceptable risk to go ship those features and make those changes that you need. And if there was any doubt, Deloitte did a survey about the impact of cybersecurity on business outcomes. Emily Mossberg, their global cyber leader, filled us in on their findings. You just wrapped up your global future of cybersecurity survey. So I'm curious to hear about any of the findings that you can share from that. 86% of participants said they saw some other business value or outcome based upon the spend they had for cyber. So that could have been a reputational benefit, could have been a revenue benefit, could have been an operational resilience benefit, it could have been a brand benefit, but that they saw a benefit to their business, a hardcore business benefit and value outside of just the cyber investment that they make based upon their program and based upon their investment. Cybersecurity is always working in the background as a silent function of the business, unless a security breach happens. So awareness of threats is critical. That's what we discussed with Arunish Saholtra, Global Head of Security at Nomura. You can only protect what you know about. So Cloud definitely has, has opened the doors for misconfigurations and misconfigurations can lead to breaches. And that's like in a summary that I would say how Cloud has changed the whole security landscape. There may even be so many alerts coming through to your security team that alert fatigue is a concern. We talked with Greg Crowley, CISO at East Entire, about that. How do you think alert fatigue actually impacts 
the overall security posture of an organization. If you're down to one, maybe two people for in a, on a security team, and now you're just flooding them with all these alerts that are coming in, this noise that's coming in, you're going to be taking them away from other security tasks that need to be done. Now, in addition, if you're, if there's constantly false alert, false alert, false alert, and 99 point something percent of them are, then it's very likely that the true positives are going to slip through because you see so few of them. So you're just getting lost in the noise. It's the needle in the haystack that's going to get through. And that's the one that's going to come back and, and bite you. So Kelly Haydu says working across silos with engineers is super important to getting ahead of potential breaches. Kelly is VP of InfoSec at CarGurus. The cost of a breach is the cost of a breach, right? But just looking at a vulnerability that makes it into production, let's say it's a high vulnerability. Cost to remediate that vulnerability is more expensive after the fact than if you address it up front before it gets into production. And so explaining that to engineers and making sure you're partnering with them and providing them guidance on what's a what's a go no go decision and not being a blocker will help drive adoption and of course it always helps to start with building a good relationship with your customers right off the bat so that communication is open then you're working together to secure the organization against attacks that's the advice Amada Helciso Bill Doherty shared with us focus on your relationships with your customers the Worst incidents in security happen because nobody told you what was going on. And if you knew, and there are times like, well, why didn't you tell me you wanted to do that? Because we could have said yes safely versus trying to go around me. So build up great relationships so that you become an enabler and not a roadblock. Looking at the future of cybersecurity, we are just starting to see the effects of AI on the industry. Teradata CISO Billy Spears says it's best to be cautious about using something like ChatGPT at work. AI is, is models that push and pull from whatever sources that it's, it's getting its input from. So it may not be the best at understanding the total landscape of your company or your methods or your policies or the things that you do in, in your layered protection model. I don't want any of the listeners to, to listen to this and go, wow, Billy said whatever about generative AI. I think there's, there's a lot of pros there creativity, innovation, what you use it for, right? The sky's the limit. And we, we have to do a really good job of making sure that whatever you're using it for has protections around, you know, it's, it's a new capability, right? So we have to have some protections to make sure that we don't go in with a blind eye and create more risk as a result. And that does it for us today, listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll see you next season on the Code to Cloud podcast.